Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? And if you were to ask any true Christian, they would tell you, yes, that is true. It's written in the word of God. It's true. I believe because it's in the word of God. It's true. And they say that and they, they have a hold of it in their mind, but faith doesn't reside in the mind. Faith resides in your spirit and true faith has power to make that thing a reality in your life. So Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then your life should be evidence of that. Hey, hey, welcome back to Kingdom Increase with Amanda Hall. I'm Amanda Hall, wife to Rodney, mom to Cecily, and pastor at Kingdom Increase Church in Jerseyville, Illinois. And we are hitting life's issues with heaven's perspective. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's jump right into today. I want to talk about Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? That's what the Word of God tells us in Hebrews in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 13 and verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that gets me so excited. I know you're probably thinking, what is wrong with her? But I'm telling you, he is the same today. Jesus is the, he's the same Jesus today. What does that mean? What is the reality of that in your life, right? This, in the introduction, I said, you know, if you ask any true Christian, is Jesus Christ the same today as he was yesterday? Oh yeah, you know, they'll, they'll tell you, yeah, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what they know because that's what the word of God says. But, and that resides in their mind. Like they have a mental assent, like they agree in their mind that that is true. But to see that evidence in their life is a whole nother level. Why? Because faith doesn't reside in our mind. Faith resides in our spirit. Amen. And faith without works is dead. And it's important that we see Jesus as he really is. Amen. We must see Jesus as he really is. And I want to jump into the scriptures today because there's some things I want to point out because I think it's so important. And I want to build your faith to believe that the same Jesus that walked this earth over 2000 years ago and did the works that are recorded um, in the gospels, amen, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the same Jesus today and the same miracles, healings, and it, the word, right? It, it's the same. Jesus is the same. It's, it's the same word. It's the same works. It's the same power. He's still the same. And I want to build your faith today to believe that he's not just the same for everybody else, but he's the same for you. You couldn't change Jesus if you wanted to. Though many in the world today and some that call themselves the church, right, want to change it, right? They want to change the word to fit into the world today. They want to change uh the, the things, you know, they want to make Jesus different than what he is. Well, the reality is you can, you, you can say those things, but you can't change Jesus. He is the same. He is not 
changing and he will never change. Amen. God says that about himself in the Old, Old Testament. I'm the Lord and I do not change. He's an unchanging God. Amen. There's power in that. And I want to build your faith today to believe that that same Jesus that walked on this earth and did the miracles that we see in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the same Jesus that wants to work that in your life for you, in your family, in your marriage, in your children, in your home, in your work, in your business, in your ministry. Hallelujah. And not just in it for you, but use you to work those same things for others. Amen. So let's start out first in Luke chapter six. This is, this is really important. Um, because like I said, many times, I mean, if you, you talk to some Christians, most true Christians, they're, they're, they're going to stand on what, what the word says. Right. And, 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 um, they say that they believe it because they know that they should, because it's in the word of God and they understand that God cannot lie. But many times they read the word of God as if it's some storybook of the past and not meant, um, to really be alive today. But this word is just alive today as it was, oh, you know, 2000 years ago when God inspired men to pen it, to put, if you will, pen to paper, amen, because it was first the spoken word before it was the written word and the whole reality for it being written is so that then we can turn around and speak it. Amen. Hallelujah. So we can turn around and preach it. Why? Because the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ is unto the power of salvation for all who will believe. Remember the power for salvation, right? There's power. Salvation is a powerful thing, right? It's not just some doctrinal thing. It's not just um, one way to heaven. There is only one way to heaven, right? Only one way. His name is Jesus. And we must, must, as, as Paul said, we preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. Why is that? Because if you preach Jesus Christ and him crucified, then you're preaching Jesus Christ, him crucified and his resurrection and that same resurrection power is available today in everything and not just spiritual resurrection power, but actual tangible resurrection, raising the dead back to life. Amen. I want to stir your faith. I, I want to challenge you today to, to read the, the book, <laughs> read the book, read the Bible and actually believe it. Take off your tinted glasses of your denomination or your years of what you've heard or what, how you've read the word or what you think it says. And let's look at it today with fresh eyes. Amen. Let's, let's say, Holy Ghost, be my supernatural teacher today and let me see the word of God today. Let me see Jesus the way he truly is fresh and anew today and let your word come alive to me. Hallelujah. So let's start in Luke chapter six, and I'm going to read verses 17 um, through 19. Because again, you know, I think it was last week. I don't remember. Everything runs together. So I can't always remember um, when I'm doing my podcast. You think I've only done 12 so far. This is number 13. 
you would think it would be that hard for me to remember when, when I say it. But it's probably because lots of times I say it many times, not just one or two times. But the thing is, is that we have to get our, our faith operating in our life, right? It has to be operative. This is why the Lord has called me to do what I do in the ministry of the word is because if the word can't be practical in your life, then it's useless. It cannot remain in theory only. It cannot remain in some doctrinal teaching. It has to be real. Jesus Christ is the living word. This and, and the Bible is the word of God. And we're told in Revelation that Jesus is called the word of God. Amen. This isn't black letters or red letters on white paper. This is the word of God. It is Jesus, if you will, in written form. He is alive. It tells us also in the book of Hebrews that the word of God is alive. It's quickening. It's powerful. It's sharp. It's active. It's operative. It's energizing. There's power in the word to change your life. It will divide your soul from the spirit, right? It will tell you because like I said, faith doesn't reside in your mind and your mind is a part of your soul. Faith resides in your spirit. Amen. And so the word of God will come in and separate out and say, no, your mind is thinking contrary to what your spirit knows. As a believer, your spirit is lined up with, with, with God. Amen. And sometimes our mind tries to grab hold of the things of the spirit, but we want to nullify it. And we want to argue with what we know by faith, with what the word says right? We, our mind wants to doubt and have unbelief and our mind wants to complain and murmur and grumble and because, because we've got to get our will and our mind and our emotions under subjection to our spirit, which is controlled by the spirit of God. Amen. And so, but this reality is this word has to become real in your life. You and the word of God, Jesus Christ, and this written word have to become one and it has to be real in your life. We have a lot of people that can talk about the word and can quote the scripture, but it's not real in their life. It's not being practiced in their life. There's no evidence of true faith power operating. And I want to challenge you today to let go of, of those things that aren't working right in your life and take a hold of what the word of God says and understand that Jesus Christ truly is the same yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. Luke chapter six, verses 17 through 19. When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area, surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. There were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from as far north as the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him, and he healed everyone. Did you hear that? Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone. He healed 
every one. He healed every one. Okay, okay, Amanda, we got it. Do you actually have it? They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone. You know, and so, as a pastor, I, I recognize many times people come to church on Sundays because, well, it's, it's Sunday and we go to church, but they actually don't come in with faith to hear him and to be healed by him. Why? Because Jesus isn't standing there in the physical flesh. We don't think that. No, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He may not be standing there in the spiritual flesh, but he is there residing in every born again child of God. And he's planning on using your pastor, the preacher that day, and to speak his word and to do his miracle working, um, operate in his miracle working power. And so the reason many times people don't get what they actually need when they come to church because they don't actually come to hear him and be healed. It's just Sunday and I'm going to church and that's what I'm, I do. Think about how different our church services would be if people would prepare themselves and say, I'm going to church today because yes, it's Sunday. And yes, I'm going to gather with brothers and sisters in the Lord. And I'm going to bring somebody with me that doesn't yet know Jesus. And I'm going to come expecting him to show up in his power. Hallelujah. His word, I'm going to receive his word. I'm going to hear him and whatever I need today, I'm going to get in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's called faith, folks. That's called faith. Faith has an expectation to it. And it says right here in this passage, it says they had come. Who had come? It's a large area surrounded by many of his followers or to his disciples and by the crowds. So there were crowds of people that weren't his disciples and his disciples were there. And there were people from all over Judea and Jerusalem and as far north as the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. And they had come to hear him and to be healed. Right? They had come to hear him and to be healed. You need to turn on your faith when you go to church, be it Sunday morning, and you definitely need to turn it on. Boy, how much your pastors would appreciate it if you came to church on Sunday morning with an expectation that God's miracle working power is going to be evidenced in that house. Amen. But every time you go to church, you ought to go expecting to hear from him and to be healed or have something done, a breakthrough come, a miracle worked on your behalf. Whatever it is that you need, you should come with faith. Faith, expecting to hear him and getting what it is you need. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is so important. But look at this. It says, and so they came to be healed of their diseases and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone. He healed Every one. He healed every one. Not just some, not half, not 99%, but he healed every one. And you know, this is not the only passage of scripture that it talks about how he healed them all. There's actually several of them. And um, it's important for us to, to understand that God is still the same. 
I am the Lord, he says, and I do not change. That's what he says in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus came to do the will of the Father that is spoken more than once and written in the word of God. He said, I've come to do the, the will of my Father. And that will, we know, was to bring healing to all in every area of our life, spiritual, um, mental, emotional, physical, every area of our life, right? Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So whether that oppression came in a form of some kind of physical disease, some kind of mental disease, some kind of emotional disease, um, you know, it, some kind of physical disease, I already say that, sorry if I did. It doesn't really matter. He came to heal. He came to heal. Why? Because it says the, the son of God was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. And the devil has come to steal, to kill and destroy. And that's what he does, right? Don't get messed up between what the devil does and what God does. Don't get messed up between the works of the devil and the works of God. God still works the same. Jesus Christ is still the same today. The word is still the same. The works are still the same. The power is still the same, right? His arm is not shortened. His hand is not weakened. He is still the all-powerful, almighty God. Hallelujah. And his power hasn't changed. His word hasn't changed. His works haven't changed. Amen. It's just he's changed locations and now he's left his body is here on the earth, his church, to do what? To speak the same word, to work the same works, and to operate in the same power. Because Jesus Christ is the same today as he was yesterday and he'll be the same tomorrow and every tomorrow forever to be he will remain the same and his body is on this earth to to speak and 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 preach and teach the same word hallelujah to do the same works and to operate in the same power because he's the same Jesus amen <laughs> hallelujah i don't know about you but that gets me excited Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is what Jesus did while he was here on this earth. And as Christians, we should do the same. And yes, it is true that those who are in full-time ministry, right? And full-time ministry, they're maybe going to do this on a greater level, especially those that are called to preach and teach the word of God. Because you have people in full-time ministry that, 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 you know, they're in helps ministry and, and all kinds of areas of ministry that they're not necessarily, you know, always, they're not preaching or teaching from a pulpit or, or leading Bible studies all the time or things like that. But you have to understand that every born again child of God is called to preach the gospel, right? To share the good news with others. So ultimately this should be our goal. To, to do what Jesus did because we are his body and the body can't do something separate from the head. Amen. <laughs> this is what the head did. And this is what the body is doing, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter four and verse 23, and he went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues 
and preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every weakness and infirmity among the people. Hear that again. He went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every weakness and infirmity among the people. And he's still doing that. He's just using his people to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says basically the same thing. Let me find it. In Matthew chapter nine, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming or preaching the good news of the kingdom and curing all kinds of disease and every weakness and infirmity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the same miracle working God. Jesus Christ is the same today as he was yesterday, as he was over 2000 years ago when he walked upon this earth. He's still, his word is still the same. The works are still the same. The power is still the same. Hallelujah. And he's looking for men and women who will just believe that he is still the same today as he was yesterday. And he'll be the same tomorrow. And every tomorrow there is to come men and women who will grab a hold of it and say I want to be a carrier of that word I want to be a worker of those works I want to be a vessel to operate in that power hallelujah hallelujah Whew. <laughs> man I'm getting myself excited here hallelujah now go with me to Matthew chapter 8 Oof. I'm only going to share a few scriptures here today that talk about this there are so many more, and maybe this, I think throughout this week, I'm going to talk about the miracle working power of God and the gifts of healing and, and all of those things and recognize that he's still the same. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all all the sick. Let me, let me read that again. That evening, many demon possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command and he healed all the sick. There was not one demon that could stand up against the power of Jesus. Do you think there's a demon today that can stand up against the power of Jesus? Absolutely not. God's just looking for vessels men and women who are willing to stand in that power. Hallelujah. 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 And not one disease could stand and remain in the presence of Jesus. And he healed all the sick. Not one sickness, not one disease. Go with me to Luke chapter 4. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't this exciting? I mean, this is so powerful. I'm telling you what. We need to get excited about the word of God. We need to grab a hold of it, that it's for today, that it is today. It's still the same. Jesus hasn't changed. He's still doing these mighty works upon the earth through men and women who are willing to submit and surrender and yield their lives fully to him. Believe his word and then go out and work the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Luke chapter 4, verse 40. As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. Hear this. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed every one. The touch of his hand healed every one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The touch of his hand healed everyone. Can I say to you today, the touch of his hand will heal you today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let that healing power just infiltrate your entire physical body, your mind and your emotions, even now, and let his touch heal you. Hallelujah. 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 And like I said, there, there are many, many, many scriptures actually that talk about how he healed them all. It didn't matter who, who came to them. It didn't matter. There are a multitude of scriptures. I've already shared with you several here today, and I'll share more with you this week. But I need you to understand that he is the same today as he always has been. Now go with me to John chapter 14, because here is where the rubber meets the road. He's still the same. Like I said, the reality is, though, Jesus himself is actually seated in the heavens at the right hand of the Father. But he's left his body upon this earth, and that is his church. And, and the word of God tells us in Ephesians chapter 1 that he has filled his body with his fullness, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And hallelujah <laughs> with his fullness. And he's still doing the same works with the same word and the same power today through men and women across this earth. He's still doing it. He's still doing it. And you say, well, I've been a Christian a long time and I haven't seen it. Well, you're not in touch with the right believers then. Again, remember what I was saying in the beginning. Faith doesn't reside in your mind. Faith resides in your spirit. You need to find people who actually live a life of faith. Find people who are operating in that kind of power. Attach yourself to them. Get in a church where the miracle working power of God is working, where the power of the Holy Ghost is flowing through a service. And people walk out of that service changed because they come hungry, because the food that they're fed there, the spiritual food they're fed there is good food. 
It's good food. It's not junk food. It's good, healthy food. It's the kind of food that builds your faith and makes you want to walk in a way that pleases God, that reminds you that you are born again, child of God. You've been blood bought. Your sin has been forgiven and you've been empowered and washed clean. Hallelujah. And made holy by the blood of Jesus and by his grace, you can walk holy. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, you'll walk in power. You'll live a life free from sin. Your words will carry the same power that Jesus' words carry. Your hands laid on people will cause the sick to recover and be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've got to stand in that. And if you can't, you've got to surround yourself by believers that by with ministers, preachers of the gospel, pastors that preach that kind of word, people that preach and live in the power of God. And you've got to get attached to that so that you can begin to see this same Jesus, not only operating in your life and for you, but through you to help this hurting world. There are people around us that need to be free from every kind of bondage and every chain destroyed in their life. There are people who are dying from sickness and disease, addictions. There are people who are bound up in every fashion. There are people who are hurting who are depressed and on all kinds of medicines and they can't, don't even have control of their own mind. These people need to be set free. These people need to be healed. And God has called us. He has set his body on this earth to accomplish this same work that Jesus did, preaching the same word that he preached and operating in the same power that he operated in because he is the same today as he was yesterday. And he'll be the same tomorrow and every tomorrow to follow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Whoo, hallelujah. So John 14, 12. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't say, now look, I'm, I'm going to remain the same. Um, and if, if you pray, you know, hard enough, then I'll keep doing these same works on earth. No, that's not what he said, actually. He said, I have to go because it's best for you. So then we can send the Holy, I can send the Holy Spirit that the Father has promised. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you'll receive power. You'll receive power. You'll receive power from on high to be my witnesses everywhere you go. He expects us to walk and operate in that same power. Hallelujah. And do those same works while we minister, preach and teach the same word. In John 14 and verse 12, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Anyone who believes in me, not just a preacher, not just a teacher, not just a pastor, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Jesus had three and a half years to do the works that we see recorded in the four Gospels. And from what I understand, that everything we read about his works that were recorded in the Gospels, those only cover a little over 50 days of those three and a half years. 
50 days. Can you imagine, as John says, there's just not enough books. It, there wouldn't even be enough room in the world to write everything that he did when in those three and a half years. It's, it's impossible to cover everything. If this just a little over 50 days of his three and a half years before he went to the cross, can you imagine everything that was done? And he says that we as believers in him will do those same works and even greater because he's going to the Father. Most of us have, as born-again children of God, more than three and a half years. We're typically here on this earth longer than three and a half years to do the work. But we don't have the faith. We don't get in the Word. We don't realize that that same power works for us, that this Word is the same, right? It hasn't changed. That it still works that same way, amen? That we're to do those works that He did, and we carry the same power that He carried. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is the way that Jesus is still operating in power through you and I that are born again children of his. We can't ask Jesus to do something that he's told us to do. <laughs> he is seated at the right hand of the father right now. He came and showed us exactly what we're supposed to be doing. We can read about it in the four gospels. And that is what you and I as believers are supposed to be doing. What we read about what he did, that's what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> he's the same. He hasn't changed. And he's the same in us. He's the same in us. He's the same Jesus. Hallelujah. Go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 3. Let's look at it. Evidenced in the first century church. After Pentecost had come, Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. He was expecting what he went there for, right? He needed money. Why? Because he couldn't, take, he couldn't provide for himself because he was lame. He was incapable of working. So he had to rely on people's generosity and compassion to give money. So he looked at them with an expectation, knowing that he was going, expecting to get what he went there for, which is money. But he left with a whole lot more than money, something that that money could never buy. Amen. Verse six. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. Hallelujah. And at that moment, he may not have realized that what they had to give was what he actually needed. Now, from this point on, he wasn't going to need a handout from anyone. He was going to be able to work with his own hands and use his own legs. Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them, 
all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God when they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate. They were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. Let me stop there for a minute. So Jesus is already in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. He commissioned his disciples to go and do what we actually see Peter and John doing here, right? And it says, it's our Father in heaven, the, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all of our ancestors, who brought glory to Jesus by doing this. Hallelujah. Why? Because this is the work that Jesus did. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. We know it's the will of the Father. And by God the Father continuing to do the same work through the disciples of Jesus Christ, he was continuing to bring glory to Jesus because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, hallelujah, then all men will be drawn unto me. And that brings Jesus great glory. So the work continues. Just because Jesus is seated into heaven doesn't mean the work has stopped. The same work, the same word, the same power continues on through those who follow Jesus, who believe in him and have the faith to believe that he wants to use them to work the same works in the same power in his name. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. Verse 14, you rejected this holy righteous one, instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Verse 16, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to grab a hold of that same faith. Hallelujah. That same spirit of faith. I want you to grab a hold of that faith today. And whatever it is you need, that faith in the name of Jesus will bring healing in your life in every area. Hallelujah. Grab a hold of that faith today. Whoo, hallelujah. But Peter and John made a point to say, why do you stand around staring one like this is, you're surprised at this, and two as if it were our own righteousness or our own power that accomplished it. He said, oh no. He said, our father in heaven did this work to glorify Jesus. And it was faith in the name of Jesus that brought about this man's healing. See, he's the same Jesus today as he was yesterday. 
and he ain't ever going to change. It's the same word, the same works, the same power. He's just now using men and women who have dedicated their lives, who are following after him, who actually have the audacity to believe this word is actually the same. The works will be accomplished the same way Jesus did because the power is still the same because it's not our power and it's not our righteousness. It's his righteousness and it's his power. And if we have faith in that righteousness and faith in that power, these same works will be accomplished. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Woo, wow. Come on. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Look in Acts chapter 5, verse 16. It says verse in verse 12 of, of Acts chapter 5, the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. Verse 16, crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. Did you hear that? This isn't Jesus on the earth doing this. These were the apostles. It said the crowds from around all of the villages surrounding Jerusalem would bring their sick and those possessed by evil spirits and they were all healed. See, he's the same Jesus. It's the same word, the same works, the same power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go with me to Acts chapter 28. Verse 9. This is talking of Paul. Well, let's look at verse 8. As it happened, Publi now mind you, Paul was actually a prisoner at this point in time. And the ship that he was on that was transporting to Roman to make his appeal before Caesar was shipwrecked. And so they landed on this island of Malta. In verse 8, it says, as it happened, Publius, who was the governor, if you will, of, of this island, Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him, and laying his hands on him, he healed him. Verse 9, then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. Not some, not a portion, not a few, not 50%, not 75%, not 90%, but all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. See, he's the same Jesus, the same word, the same works, the same power. Hallelujah. 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 Here he was using Paul to accomplish the same thing that he did when he walked this earth, just as he did back with what we read in Acts 5 with the other apostles, accomplishing the same works which he told them that my disciples will do these same works and even more because I'm going to go to the Father. Can you believe the word today? 
Can you grab a hold of this today? Are you a born again child of God full, baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire? Then this is for you today. Hallelujah. I want you to believe it. I want you to believe it for yourself, that God's power, that Jesus is still working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The power is still the same. And if you'll have faith in his name, everything that is broken in your life will be restored to brand new. Everything sick or diseased in your life will be cast out of your body and you will be healed and whole in Jesus name. Grab a hold of faith today for that, but also grab a hold of faith that you want to be a vessel, an instrument in the hands of Jesus, hallelujah, (laughs) to work these same works, these same healings, same deliverances, hallelujah, the same miracle working power can work through you if you'll only believe, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I hope this word today has encouraged you because it sure has encouraged me. It stirred up my faith today. And I believe if you've been listening with ears to hear today, it stir up your faith. Father, let them grab a hold of it. Let that same spirit of faith rise up in them in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Well, I'll be back on Wednesday with a new podcast. Bye-bye. 